In a recent document published by the People's Assembly, Syria claimed Turkey's Hatay province. Syrian President Bashar Assad made his intentions clear as he once more set his sights on the border province, with the bulletin claiming that Hatay province is Syrian territory. Turkey strongly criticized this statement. The document stated that Syria would do everything in its power to get back Hatay and prevent it from remaining in Turkey's hands, alleging that the French mandate of the period offered Hatay up as a bribe to form an alliance with Turkey during the Second World War. Hatay, or Liwa Iskandran in Arabic, joined Turkish territory in 1939 following a referendum after the French mandate period, however, Syria continues to include the province in its official maps. Turkey has dismissed as meaningless the statement by Syria's People's Assembly, which claimed the Turkish province of Hatay as belonging to Damascus. Defense Minister Hulusi Okar said, We hear some reckless and meaningless statements about our province of Hatay. Turkey and Syria are neighboring countries having a hostile relationship today. Their attitude towards each other has been strongly affected by regional developments. Understanding the current situation requires analyzing their historical relationship. After its independence, Turkey showed little interest in the states carved out of the Ottoman Empire's Arab provinces, propelled by Mustafa Kemal Atatürk's desire to face westwards and a lingering sense of betrayal directed towards the Arabs for having sided with Britain in the First World War. Turkey and Syria were on opposite sides in the Cold War, with Ankara a founding member of NATO and Damascus becoming the Soviet Union's closest regional ally. Bashar al-Assad's father and predecessor, Hulfaz al-Assad promoted a centralized socialist economy. This meant trade relations between the two countries got nowhere, unlike Turkey's growing ties with Iraq, Iran and other countries during the 1980s. Instead, Hulfaz al-Assad continued to clash with Turkey, championing Syrian claims to the Turkish province of Hatay, demanding a greater share of water from the Euphrates River, which runs from Turkey into Syria, and giving military support to PKK. The end of the Cold War and a military alliance with Israel in 1996 enabled Ankara to take a much more confrontational stance in the 1990s, culminating in the 1998 threat to invade if Syria did not hand over PKK leader Ojalan, whom it was sheltering. Yet when Hulfaz al-Assad swiftly relented to defuse the crisis, the Adana Agreement signed soon afterward opened the door to a decade of Turkish-Syrian cooperation. According to the Adana Agreement, Damascus yielded to pressure by expelling Ojalan and closing down PKK activities on its territory in accordance with an agreement, signed in 1998. Following the signing of the Adana Agreement, there were developments in Turkish-Syrian relations in a very short time. The two parties agreed that a direct telephone link would be established, special representatives would be appointed in each country's diplomatic missions, and a system of monitoring of security-enhancing measures and their effectiveness was to be initiated. In June 2000, Turkish President Ahmet Necdet says as attendance at Hafiz al-Assad's funeral ceremony the relations were symbolically enhanced between the two countries. After Cesar's visit, it was clear that the two sides wanted to deepen their relationship. First of all, in 2000, the trade volume between Turkey and Syria was $724 million. During this time, there was not only a willingness to increase trade in Syria but also there was an effort to leave the past behind. However, despite this willingness, especially the Hatay issue complicated the matter. 
the military, while at times adopting a pragmatic approach, emphasizing cooperation on security matters and leaving water and border issues without a pressing timing brought up the Hatai issue in 2001. During the meeting bringing together the country's generals in charge of military planning, there was a discussion about whether the two countries could hold joint training exercises. The possibility was averted as the Turkish military side insisted that the authorities in Damascus in return for the exercises relinquish all claim to the province of Hatay. The Turkish foreign ministry also underlined the importance of solving the water issue and the issue of Hatay between the two countries and prepared a declaration of principles that included respect for the territorial integrity and sovereignty of each country as a prerequisite for the advancement of relations. Eventually, the Syrian side assured Turkey that they were willing to resolve the border issue, but they stressed that they would need time to explain this to the Syrian public and remained cautious about pushing it to the top of the agenda. This position was accepted by the Turkish foreign ministry and Assad agreed to accept her tie as a part of Turkey in 2004. Syrian President Bashar al-Assad's visit to Turkey in January 2004 became an important turning point. Assad's visit was important not only because this was the first visit to Turkey ever by a Syrian president, but also because it was during this visit that Bashar put his signature on documents explicitly recognizing Turkey in its current borders, therefore accepting her tie as a part of the Turkish Republic. During the visit, the two sides decided to open up a consulate in Gaziantep and border centers in several Turkish cities to facilitate trade in the border regions. Demining of areas in the border territories to permit organic agriculture was also agreed upon. During Assad's visit, important regional security issues were brought to the agenda one of which was the Kurdish question, how best to deal with the effects of Kurdish autonomy in northern Iraq was discussed. In reference to Turkey's previous announcements that the establishment of a Kurdish state would be unacceptable and thus constitute a red line for Turkey, Assad stated that a Kurdish state would violate our red line too. The relations reached another level with Prime Minister Erdogan's visit to Syria in December 2004. The visit was important as it opened up negotiations over the water issue and led to the signing of a free trade agreement between the two countries. As the visit came right after the decision to start EU-Turkey accession negotiations one of the issues on the agenda became Turkey's EU membership. Regarding the water issue what was interesting was to see that the problem of sharing the waters of the rivers was left behind and began to be seen as a technical issue. Erdogan said that Syria could use more water from the common rivers for their increased needs. The free trade agreement which would come into force in 2007 was also signed during this visit. There was an emphasis on the Syrian side regarding Turkey's EU accession process. Assad, in praise of Turkey's foreign policy, has announced that Syrians were watching Turkish foreign policy with admiration and taking it as a model for themselves. Underlining how glad they were for Turkey's EU negotiations and how important it was for Syria and the region, Assad said that as Turkey would enter the EU, Syria would be a neighbor to the EU and they were watching the process with great interest and enthusiasm. Turkish President Ahmet Necdet Sezer's visit in April 2005 was especially meaningful for the relations, mainly for the Syrian side as it came at a time when Syria was increasingly being cornered over the events in Lebanon. Turkish government sent positive messages to Damascus and became an important country that supported Syrian that was under increasing pressure after the assassination of the Lebanese Prime Minister Rafik Hariri and the possibility of Syrian responsibility in the act. 
the visit of Caesar further underlined the support Ankara was giving to Damascus at such a critical moment. Although no agreements were resulting from the visit, this stood as an important gesture to Syria and the will of Turkey to deepen the relations despite criticism. The Arab Spring led Turkey to reconsider its regional approach. Before the outbreak of the civil war in 2011, Syria was considered a major success case in Turkish foreign policy. Therefore, when the rebellion began, Turkey found itself in an awkward situation. On the one hand, it wanted to maintain the economic and political gains obtained in previous years with the zero problems with neighbors policy. On the other hand, appearing too supportive of an authoritarian regime would affect the country's prestige vis-a-vis -vis Arab public opinion. Turkey's early reaction to the crisis was to try to persuade Damascus to meet people's demands. As a matter of fact, Erdogan announced that he had spoken with Assad and counseled quick implementation of social, economic, and political reforms while offering Turkish help to achieve the changes. Moreover, the Turkish leadership believed that Assad had some liberal instincts and that he would be willing to implement reforms to steer Syria out of the crisis through a gradual process of democratization. As Syrian state repression against protesters increased, Turkey changed its approach dramatically. Its government began hosting and arming members of the Syrian opposition, and it created breaking ties with Damascus. This strategic turnaround was a painful admission that Turkey's assumption that it had any influence over Assad had been seriously misplaced. Ankara thought it was best to side with the opposition, relying on the assumption that the Assad regime would soon collapse. The war has been even more devastating for Syria's population, which has suffered enormously, with hundreds of thousands dead and millions displaced. The conflict continued to pose several serious risks for Turkey. When Syria downed a Turkish Air Force jet in summer 2012, Ankara called on NATO for military assistance, a decision that worsened relations with its neighbors. In addition to border clashes, other factors have contributed to damage Turkey's interests. First, the rise of jihadist groups in the region, and particularly of ISIS, which was initially able to take control over large swathes of territory in both Syria and Iraq. Turkey has failed to provide an adequate response to this crisis, eventually becoming a transit point for the so-called foreign fighters, namely, militants who went to Syria and Iraq to join ISIS. A second factor, the strengthening of Syria's Kurdish militias, constitutes another strategic disaster for Turkey as the YPG is affiliated with the PKK. They also enjoy support from the US, as they have proved to be the most competent ground force fighting ISIS in Syria. A third factor affecting Turkey's security is the refugee influx from Syria. This issue represents one of the most tragic consequences of the Syrian civil war. Turkey, as Syria's largest neighbor, has been particularly affected by the influx, with over 3 million refugees registered on its territory. This crisis has not just challenged Turkey's financial capabilities but has also negatively affected its security and created a difficult social situation in the southeastern regions of the country, where sporadic episodes of violence have occurred. In conclusion, Turkey's regime change strategy in Syria failed. The policy might even have contributed to turning Syria into a failed state, thus creating a power vacuum which was immediately filled by ISIS and other non-state actors. Today, bilateral relations have no improvement. Therefore, Syria is easily targeting Turkey by highlighting the Hatay issue after receiving many hostile approaches from Ankara. This is time to share your opinion after learning the historical background of the relations. Which side is right?